You're listening to SBS News. Top diplomats from more than 50 countries have arrived in North Macedonia for a meeting of the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe. But other leaders from Ukraine, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania have boycotted the event due to the expected presence of Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a brief stop in the capital, Skopje, for the meeting, but left for Israel shortly after. He says the US and its allies are seeking simultaneously to keep the OSCE alive and hold Russia to account for its invasion of Ukraine. Listening to all of our colleagues around the table, every single one expressed strong, enduring support for Ukraine. Some are questioning whether the United States and other NATO allies should continue to stand with Ukraine as we enter the second winter of Putin's brutality. Uh, But the answer here today at NATO is clear and it's unwavering. We must and we will continue to support Ukraine. The 57-member OSCE is the successor to a Cold War-era organization for Soviet and Western powers to engage, but is now largely paralyzed by Russia's ongoing use of the effective veto each country has. North Macedonia, a NATO member who holds the OSCE's rotating chairmanship until December 31st, has briefly suspended its ban on flights from Russia to allow Mr Lavrov to fly into the country for the meeting. Members are discussing the future of the organisation, including deciding whether Malta will be elected chair for next year. Meanwhile, in Brussels, foreign ministers have gathered for NATO talks. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg says the war in Ukraine will be a key focus. Russia has amassed a large missile stockpile ahead of winter. And we see new attempts to strike Ukraine's power grid and energy infrastructure trying to leave Ukraine in the dark and cold. Allies agree that Ukraine will become a member of NATO. We have now provided recommendations on Ukraine's priority reforms, including the fight against corruption, strengthening the rule of law, and supporting human rights and minority rights. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba has attended the gathering in Brussels, dismissing concerns about a lack of progress by the Ukrainian army in its counteroffensive against Russia. He says Ukraine's strategic goal of retaking all its territory, including the peninsula of Crimea, remains unchanged. The war's long front line, which stretches from the Black Sea coast up to Ukraine's northeastern border with Russia, is increasingly seen as being largely at standstill, with Russia recently making some gains. Mr Kuleba also denies claims the West has developed fatigue over the war in Ukraine, a message which was backed by the US. Well, I heard a clear no to any reference to fatigue, and I heard clear yes to increased support to Ukraine. And this is reflected both in the commitments that allies announced, some very specific commitments, Uh, but also in the reiteration of the deep conviction of allies that our fight is their fight. And they understand that in order for them to feel safe, in order for them not to end up in a situation where NATO soldiers will have to fight, Ukraine has to win in this war with the support of allies. 
Minister Kuleba also addressed the alleged poisoning of the wife of Ukraine's military spy chief, Kirilo Budanov. If confirmed as deliberate, the alleged incident would represent the most serious targeting of a high-profile Ukrainian leadership figure's family member during the 21-month-long war. Mr Kuleba says although he doesn't have all the details, he believes Russia is behind the attack. I mean, it would make sense to assume that uh, it was an uh, uh, attempted an attempt on, on, on her life because we know that Russia previously uh, had tried to assassinate uh, Budano himself, but I don't have access to information to come to any kind of specific conclusion. So it makes sense to assume that, but I need more information to have my full judgment on this. The Kremlin has dismissed accusations it was behind the attack, saying Ukraine blames Russia for everything. Meanwhile, France has revealed it intends to complete a bilateral security guarantee accord with Ukraine at the start of 2024. Paris has been negotiating with Kyiv for several months, with the agreement aimed at broadening lines of long-term financial, humanitarian and military support. British Foreign Minister David Cameron also attended the NATO meeting in Brussels, offering a similar message of support to France. When you look at the big picture, uh, what's happened recently is the Ukrainians have pushed the Russian Navy right back across the Black Sea. They've opened a shipping lane to get their exports out. Their economy is growing. And, of course, they're knocking on the door of both NATO and the EU and getting a very warm response. These are huge achievements, and our job today is to build on those achievements and work out what other concrete steps we can take to help the Ukrainians in their struggle and to show that Russian aggression must never pay. Kira Hain, SBS News.